0: Let's get this bitch started.
1: And I said we got this. Low, stupid yet the rhyme's so brilliant never could you bring the kid down i'm too resilient and fucking biting ass niggas who be stealing y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon i'm a resilient that's one in a million too high for ceilings it's how i am
0: feeling what the blood
1: clot how did all- yo 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 welcome back to another episode of the hip-hop heads podcast h cubed up
0: in this bitch yeah yeah we came back with another motherfucker episode for your head top another yes, album review yes sir um and if you haven't already checked it out please check out our last album review funk the by the brat yep dope ass album check the album out if you haven't but definitely check out the review if you haven't as well yes sir so this week we're gonna hit y'all with another album review by the late great pop smoke yep shoot for the stars aim for the moon his debut album if i'm not mistaken i know he had released like a ep or a mixtape of Source yeah this is passed. his last this is his actual and, debut and and again it's just you know it's obviously a shame that uh his debut album was a posthumous album I know, man. You know, it's just like it's a really weird thing listening to to these kind of albums. And we, we we've had this discussion before about how you know neither one of us are too big of fans of these posthumous albums because it doesn't feel like the person who passed had their touch on it. You know, as, as much as obviously they didn't because they're not here to do it. But it just it just feels a little weird. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've always felt that it's just like, is this really what this person would have wanted? The direction that they would have taken this. I mean, obviously we'll never know. And it just kind of, it's like, it's always just something that just kind of sticks in my side. Not saying that I'm, you know, I'm like a, a stand for pop smoke and I know all this music, but when someone dies that you like, you have a feel for them and yeah. in the way that they do things. And it just kind of makes you wonder, like I said, like we were talking about, um, uh born again the biggie posthumous album before mm, i yes. i don't i don't think he would have been with everything that was on that album like that's just me but then again that's years and years and years of me listening to biggie music and shit like that
0: right no yeah and it's, it's kind of funny that like us as fans almost know the artist better than their team that puts together the posthumous album
1: mm-hmm.
0: because you, you got to think that somebody in their team who was with them when they were alive had some sort of say as to what happens in the album and what doesn't so i would think they have an idea at least as much as the as the fans do as to what you know the rapper or artist would uh would do mm-hmm. but for, for some reason with, with a lot of these posthumous albums it almost feels like some random person who never met and very rarely listened to this person just threw a whole bunch of features together and and made shit work exactly um and now I, I, now as far as this album there were some parts that i was like eh, I'm, I'm not sure if pop smoke would have done that mm-hmm. but i also feel like i saw where because I, I do think that that he did have a, a lot maybe not a lot but at least maybe half of of his shit recorded before because i know a lot of like the the like the romantic songs i had seen skits of him well not skits but um like like footage of him in the studio you know playing with the with the beats like you know the uh, so beat. i remember i seen it before this album came out i had seen a video of him, you know, singing that joint. So I feel like he was trying to go that route, but I feel like with this album like there's three different kind of things that, you know, we'll get into them when, yeah. we, when we start getting into the album, but yeah, whenever you're ready, we can go into the joint.
1: All right. Well, let's go ahead and just always like we do, start with the first jump Uh yeah. Bad Bitch from Tokyo, which is the intro. Mm-hmm. I think when the the beat when it actually kicks in cuz it takes a little bit of time for it to kick in. Yeah. I think it's dope as shit. And it's what I expect from Pop Smoke. It's the sound that you we we were always given to this point for me anyway. Because yeah. I didn't I was I wasn't like I said I don't know all of his past music. I only mm-hmm. know like maybe four or five songs before this album came out. Yeah. And this is this it started out how I expected from him, just that sound. Mm-hmm. Um, lyrically, it wasn't awesome, but the energy behind it was made up for it like a hundred and fifty percent. And I think it was an okay way to start the album. I should, but maybe this, sh- the song should have gone, um, maybe the song could have gone with less lyrics and been a little bit shorter as an intro, or mm. maybe just rework the lyrics. But again, in a posthumous album, you can't really do that. Yeah. So, I,
0: no, and, and that, that's what I was going to say that, um, it, it, I think it was a dope way to start the track for me because, like you said, this is what we remember Pop Smoke for mm-hmm. the um the, the the UK drill beats the the high energy his voice the deep voice that kind of like the double layered voice Yeah a lot of that is is in this song and I feel like that's what everybody remembers Pop Smoke for and even though it was a very short intro I I feel like this kind of wrapped up him in, in in just 1 minute and 30 second yeah. uh, song that that really I feel like encapsulated what he was as an artist and that's why I kind of found it kind of weird going into well not necessarily number uh number two but kind of number three. I feel like that was kind of more of like the of the like the trap like the modern day trap beat sounding thing. Yeah. As a as opposed to like because because he did I I don't know if you could say he did trap music because I feel like a lot of his beats were kind of like drill kind of they were just a little different like like the the, the drum patterns are different than your typical hip hop beat. Yeah. I would. Yeah, but 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 going back to the you know the first song, I, I feel like like I said it was a really dope intro, high energy, and I feel like that's one of the things that he brings. What he really brought to the rap game was his energy. He was a young dude, 19 years old, and and he had the, to me he had the energy of of a of a grown ass man. Yeah, facts. You know what I mean? And, and you could hear it in his music, and uh, definitely hear it in his first song. Facts. All right. Um. So uh, you want to just talk about the songs that we like? Yeah. Or you wanna go... Let's just do that. Cause right. It's like sixteen. Um, I think. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with number two. Um, Aim for the Moon mm-hmm. featuring Quavo. Now, again, obviously with it being posthumous, it's gonna be a very feature heavy album. Obviously. And immediately off the break, we have, have Quavo on here. Mm-hmm. Now, he does the, uh, he does the hook. He does like the low refrains. He in here, I believe he has a verse on here as well. Mm-hmm. And I'd have an issue with that, but the beat I feel like fits Pop Smoke 100%. I feel like the beat is 100% Pop Smoke. Definitely like one of those UK drill beats. I like the little, how it starts off, the little, I'm not sure what to call it, but the little thing in the background before the actual beat drops. Mm-hmm. I think that was dope. And uh, I, I like Quavo's uh, hook on here. I, li- I like I his hook on here. I feel like it fit the song. And... Um... I don't know I, I just I, I like the song I like I like Pop's more verse on this No I, I love Pop's verse
1: on this joint, And I love the beat to this joint as well The only thing that I had to say And it's not even a bad thing about the song It's just like a personal thing It's just mm. that The way that this beat is, Pop's verse fits perfectly on it. Yeah. But Quavo's verse is Quavo's voice is so different from Pop Smokes. Mm -hmm. It's just like such a a quick adjustment to like the sound. And it's it's to me, it just sounds weird. Like they sound weird together on a track simply because their voices just have such a different level of in them. I, I just
0: I just feel like another thing too, you know, Quavo. It, he doesn't. I've never heard him rap over a, like a drill beat. Never. So it, it's it's different. You know, mm-hmm. it, it is a little different. So Your cadences are a little different. You know, your pockets of where you're rapping are a little different. And you know, you can only you can only expect for him not to be as comfortable as a Pop Smoke that this was his sound. Exactly. At least, you know, for the mainstream. Yeah. But yeah, no. Uh, like I said, I, I like the song overall. Uh, I think the beat and uh, Pop's energy definitely carried it, and I, I liked his verse a lot.
1: I agree. All right, let's just go ahead right down to number three since we had already talked about it a little bit uh, for the night, featuring "Hello Baby" and "Da Baby." Now, this is one of the songs that I do like on this album. Um, I think it's a really vicious song. The beat is dope as fuck, and it's like it has that has a really creative kind of like flutish sample that they use through it. Yeah, Um, and the chorus is catchy as shit. It definitely, if not already, is could be a big radio hit.
0: Yeah, no, nah, I, I could definitely see it, and you got two big names on it too. Exactly. So like, that's just gonna drive it
1: even more. I mean, honestly, three big names because you know, in death, oh, every, yeah. every all rappers get better promotion in death.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Hey, Jada can set it. Yep. You know, nah, I, I agree. Um, I, I really like, I, I like the song. I just feel like it was a little different. Like I said, if you look out throughout most of the album, you either have. Um, the, the drill type of beats or kind of like a romantic type of shit mm-hmm. and I feel like this is kind of one of the, the, the few just typical you know trap type of songs on here because yeah. everything else to me like I said is, is the drill kind of beat this is this is a little different um to me personally uh, my favorite verse was a uh, uh, little baby's verse mm-hmm. I think Lil baby is on a tear right now um he's you know obviously one of the hottest rappers out right now and um I think he came both him and the uh, baby came correct yeah. Lil baby and the baby came correct which is like if you tried explaining that to like somebody who's like over 40, they fuck yeah. their head would blow up.
1: They're like, how many babies
0: is it? What? Yeah, Lil Baby, the <laughs> baby. Like, and then God forbid Baby Bash is still around. Oh God. Here we go.
1: <laughs> but uh no, nah, I agree with you. This like both Lil Baby the Baby, they both had great verses. Again, the only thing that I didn't like on this song was that Lil Baby was the only one to use autotune. Mm. And again, that shifted the sound of the track for yeah. me like it just kind of like it was one thing that's just kind of like why did why did you do that like i mean i know he uses auto-tune right. but like it seems like if you're using again like little ba- the baby's voice is is pretty deep yeah, yeah and pop yeah. smoke voice is real deep and then I don't really know what little Baby voice sound like because it's always every time I've heard it it's pretty much always auto-tune so mm. it's just the fact that it's already up on up on a higher level digitally versus everyone else on the track it's just it's a I don't know it's weird to the ear at least for me I,
0: I agree right but I, I will say that I think Pop Smoke used the uh, auto-tune on the hook a little bit I don't know if Oh, did he? Okay. You what like the part where he's kind of like singing, harmonizing, kind of like. True. Mm, I, don't know. I mean, I, yeah, but I don't he didn't know. use it during the verse, which is. Like... Yeah, nah, nah, he he did that. He did. No, he definitely okay. did. Nah, I I agree. I agree. You know, everybody else, the baby, and him on their verses didn't use anything.
1: And I'm not yeah, saying it's not a bad—it's not a—it's not a bad song at all. It's actually a really good song. Like yeah. I really fuck with the song. But I'm saying yeah, that's, that's the only juxtaposition for me is just going from everybody being here at a lower level, you know, spitting the regular voice, and then all of a sudden right, right, we're right. up here listening to, you know. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Um, I actually didn't mean to do song after song after song after song like this, but I'm gonna go into number four because <laughs> actually it's—it's it's one of my favorite songs on here just because of the energy mm-hmm. it brings, and I. I I like the songs where you kind of, where Pop Smoke songs, where he kind of just starts laughing, like kind of like chuckling, yeah. <laughs> like kind of like, talking like under his breath, kind of he's like, yeah, like, like another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's just kind of like mumbling it to himself. And I feel like this is one of them songs. And again, another drill beat, super high energy, um, just super hard song, dog, like all the way hard. I, I like this joint. I've been fucking jumping rope to this shit, you know, the whole last two weeks. I feel like it's just a really dope, uh, high energy song. And I like it a lot. Very bad.
1: Well, I'm going to go ahead and move down to number six. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the sample that they use in this beat is dope as fuck. Like, I just can't get over how much I fuck with this sample. And the, and, and, and pops flow is perfect on this. Like, it's just, it just murders everything about this song. Again, like, you know, I'm always about that, you know, what kind of vibe you get from a track. And this joint just gives you like a real slow move, smooth, 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 fucking mellow vibe. So I fuck hard with this. And I think that, um, Pop used a really good way of actually changing up his flow in this song, which Mm -hmm. is not something, well, I mean, I can't say it's not something that he's known for, because he does often flip his, uh Mm -hmm. the way he he rhymes, but it was just a really good way that he changed up everything in this track, and it kind of like, it's kind of different from the other tracks on the album in the way that he flows, I feel like. I don't know if maybe it's just me, but I just feel like there's a little bit of a difference in how he flows on this versus yeah. some of the other stuff on the album. So I thought it was a really good tra- really, really good track. And it's all him. So
0: Yeah. And again, uh this is this is one of the first songs that you hear that even though it isn't really like a romantic kind of song necessarily, but like it has that vibe to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a gangster gangster romantic kind of vibe to it, kinda of like singing harmony type of thing. Exactly. And and I feel like this is the beginning uh It kind of goes on throughout the album where he kind of hits that realm of like these kind of songs. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I feel like, I feel like it fit him very well. I feel like the, like you said, the juxtaposition of the gangster and then the kind of like mellowy kind of like lovey dovey kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, he still says a lot of ignorant and, you know, violent shit in there, but he still, you know, tried to do the whole, you know, romanticy kind of thing. And I feel like this is one of the first songs that did it on the album. The beat, I agree with you, is really dope. Uh, really kind of R and B sounding in a way, very mellowy, and I, I liked it. I liked it too. To be honest, it's not one of my favorite songs in the album, but I think I think it's a decent song. I, I, I like I like the the smoothness of it. So um, for me, I'm gonna go on. Or I'm gonna go back to number five actually. And again, I hate the. I feel like we're gonna go through this whole album, but I really <laughs> wanted to talk about this one just briefly. I don't know about you, but this song dog sounded 100% like 50 was in the room when this shit was being written. <laughs> I wrote the same fucking thousand percent, dog. <laughs> like, the the hook, I'll be in New York with the... That sounds like some shit 50... Like, even from, from the way that his voice was coming out, the way his voice was layered, mm-hmm. the, what he was saying, to me, it screamed out 50s. Even the beat. The it beat sounded
1: song. like he had just gotten done listening to uh, Get Rich or Die trying. It was like, all right, I got a song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, for real, for real. And, and you know, pop being... You know, a young dude, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm sure Get Rich or Die Trying was probably a big album when, you know, he was growing up. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, I I think it was a dope song. I really like the beat on it. Uh, The only problem I have with this song is that the little interlude before the beat drops is a little bit too long. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the the song was dope overall. It only has one verse, obviously, because, you know, he's not here. So they had to work with what they could. But I think it was it was a really well put together song. Um, it's different, too. The beat is different from everything else on Oni. Facts.
1: And that 6 9 ine
0: Oh, yeah. Immediately. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. None of that rainbow hair bullshit over here. <laughs> so, yeah, I heard that, that shit, shit and I was like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I, Turn I, it I, up. I was, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm definitely here for it. <laughs> All
1: right. I'm going to jump to number nine, Make It Rain featuring Rowdy Rebel. I love this beat, also. Again, and I say, like, Pop is when Pop is in his lane, he is a fucking monster. And this is one of the tracks that he just that he just shows that completely on. His flow is sick as shit. The lyrics are good, and the flow just marries so well with the beat on this track. Like, it's it's incredible that a newer artist was able to like achieve, I think, this type of mastery on a song as as young as he was and the fact that he is no longer here and we won't get to see how he's going to progress and grow from what is now released it's just really fucking sad because i feel like even when i didn't know a lot about pop i felt like he had a lot of fucking potential and that he was gonna be really really big because he had the he had that different sounding voice so everyone was gonna know who he was he had good lyrics he got on good songs he gave good features so it was just like i was really expecting really good things and then like again when when we found out that he died it was a fucking punch to the gut and it was like i'm not even a huge fan like that but it's just like it's a to me it was a loss for hip-hop because we don't know where this very talented person's potential was going to end up going it could have gone anywhere
0: no, I, I agree 100%. You know, we've mentioned it a couple times, but the kid was 19. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't even a full-grown man yet. He was still a teenager.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, um,
0: and, and, and you know, he was moving, and and the way he was making music, it sounded like he had been at this for a long time. Like, he had had some time in the game. But, yeah, man, I, I really like this song. Uh, like you said, the beat is crazy. Another one of my workout songs I've been working out to. <laughs> really hype, high energy. I'll make it rain on whoever. Like, it just kind of exactly. gets you, like, in a. You want to start jumping around and, like, punch your face. Get you hype as shit. Like, just hype as shit. Um, and, and honestly, I didn't have a problem with the Roddy Rebel verse that was, you know, the the, the call in from jail verse yeah. at the end of it. Obviously, it's, it's going to sound different. It's through a fucking phone. But I didn't have a problem with it. I, he kind of killed like it, was, too. Like, I'm not going to nah, lie. Like No, nah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think he killed it, too. I didn't have a problem with it at all. And I, I thought it was a dope overall song. Honestly, right? Probably my favorite song on the album. At least one of them. At least top three favorite songs on album. Definitely.
1: Definitely top three. I can go with that. Very
0: high energy, and and I feel like it was it was placed very well after, you know, snitching, and a lot of, like, the slower songs that they had put, I feel like it was a good change of pace. Exactly. So, I'm going to talk about, let's see, I'm going to go with number 13, Mood Swings. Okay. Which I believe is one of the more popping singles from this joint out right now. I believe it's all over the radio and everything. Oh, with Lil' TJ, yeah. Yeah, with Lil' TJ. I, I, I actually really like this song, man. Um, I really think that fuck, and it's funny cause he starts it off with, what well, you ain't know I couldn't, si- you ain't know I could sing. <laughs> and I was like, damn, this is gonna be bad. But dog, I think he did a really good job on this shit, dog. I think, I think especially during his verse, his verse is kind of singing-y, kind of rapping, kind of, but I feel like it, it, it worked perfectly. I feel like he, he, he hit a lot of, a lot of, I don't know if it was the, you know, whoever it was, mixing and shit you know if it was an auto tune i don't know what it was but i just felt like he sounded good on me no
1: nah, he sounded great and it was um it was one of those tracks that you know i love more when somebody's telling a story yeah and i didn't expect it to be a love story yeah just at first like i didn't expect pop smoke to really give us much in the way of love songs but yeah. honestly the second back half of this album is just love yeah. song central which no, just threw me off all the way. I'm not even going to fucking lie. <laughs>
0: hey, I can't wait to talk about, uh, number 14. Cause I know, I know you have something to say about that song. Something special.
1: Oh God. Yes.
0: I know you're going to have something to say about that, but we're going to get there. We're going to get there. <laughs> yeah. No, number 13. Uh, I-, I wasn't the biggest fan of Lil TJ's verse. I feel like his voice, again, sounds a little different from Pop Smokes. And I feel like it just, it, it sounds a little different, but it-, it wasn't enough for me to not like the song. I really like the song. I I really like Pop's uh, verse on here. Mm -hmm. I think uh, his, again, we're we're not typically used to hearing Pop sing or much less sing about, you know, love songs. So it was kind of like crazy to hear that side of him. Uh, And I think they did it really well in the song.
1: No, I agree with you. This song was very well, very well put together. And it was just very, very unexpected. And the fact that it was so good being unexpected like that just made it, you know, even better.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree.
1: I'm going to just bounce back up real fast to a quick jump. I can't really speak too much on her flow, but number 12, Enjoy Yourself featuring Carol mm. G. Mm. That actually was put on to me by my roommate, and he was like, oh, yeah, he did the joint with Carol G. That joint is fire. Like, again, I don't speak enough Spanish to really translate the joint, yeah, but it yeah. sounded dope as fuck the beat is fucking fire i don't care what anybody says the beat is fire on this joint, and i feel like it's a sample but i can't figure out what the sample is from oh, I'm sure and it, it was is. bugging sure. me for like a week for real
0: <laughs> yeah no i i think it was a dope crossover you know what i mean carol g being one of the more popping and popular uh latin american artists right now uh i feel like it was a really dope crossover and it worked you know a yeah. lot of times a lot of times it doesn't work uh I don't know if Carol G knew who Pop Smoke was. You know, I'm we don't know, but I feel like it worked. I feel like uh, her her verse or whatever you know fit pretty well. Even if you don't know Spanish, I feel like it, the vibe of the song yeah. kind of carries her verse. Even if you don't know what she's saying.
1: No, it's a banger. Like I said, it could be a radio hit, like on Spanish radio and yeah. English radio. Like for real.
0: No, I, I agree. I agree. And again, this is again one of the, the other songs that's kind of like. The lovey-dovey kind of about a girl type shit that we, we typically didn't hear about when we we're talking about Top smoke exactly so um I, I agree i think that was a really dope feature there and um overall a dope song for sure so for me i'm gonna go to uh number 17 jump up to number 17 uh second to last track got it on me mm-hmm. Which is pretty much uh, interpolation of, of Fifty Cent's Many Men. Yeah, at least the, at least the hook is, and you know he did that a decent amount on this album where he took like he kind of remixed songs or whatever. He did that earlier in the album with Something Special and What What You Know About Love. Because
1: mm-hmm. um, what you, What You Know About Love is um it got it's got the the sample from the song Changes by Genuine. Because I can tell that, that right. What that up. song song's called? Yeah, it's called Changes. You and know, I've then... always
0: been because I, I, I heard that song sampled before and. I didn't know what the fuck that song was called. So I was like, God, I know I've heard this song a billion times, but I just oh, yeah. didn't know what it was called.
1: And then uh, number 16, Diana, which features uh, Puppy son, King Combs. They mm. sampled an R&B song of a group that was under Timberland uh, that was called Player, And the song is called mm. Cheers to You, which they actually sample part of the group singing the chorus in the song. So oh, in the middle okay. of the part, they go, cheers
0: to you. That's, yeah. that's actually from the, the original track. Oh okay yeah, nah, I wasn't I wasn't hip to any of that. Really? Um, but yeah, but yeah, like I said, you know he um, he did a lot of that throughout the album. I think it worked. I don't think it was corny. I don't think it, you know any of that. And especially with this last joint, I like this song a lot. The the hook itself is almost word for word the hook for many men. Yeah, but when his verses comes in, changes up his, you know speeds it up, kills it, and I feel like it's a dope a dope song to put almost an ominous kind of song, you know, Uh after he passed. Yeah. uh, There there is a couple lines in here that's kind of ominous and it kind of makes you feel a little weird because, you know, he passed, he got killed actually, not just passed, he got killed. Uh So uh, I think he says, you know, look my killer in his eye. And I I don't know if it's in this song, but I know I think it's maybe in the first song, The Bad Bitch in Tokyo. I mean, probably uh, prophetic like shit. Yeah, yeah, but 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 in this joint, uh, you know, obviously rapping about him having it on him and you know, and that's just—I don't know. I think it was a really high-energy, dope song, and I liked it. I liked it.
1: No, nah, I agree with you. The song was very high energy. It literally fit both 50 Cent and Pop Smoke, if that is yeah. fucking possible.
0: Right? It yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, like 50 Cent could have been doing the hook for real, for real. and and I—I I feel like the, the the verses probably would have fit Pop a little bit more, just because it was a lot more fast-paced. Mm-hmm. Uh, And I don't—you typically don't hear 50 rapping in the fast pace. You really don't. And it's kind of crazy. I don't think I've ever heard him rap like fast. I mean, the fastest that
1: I can think of off the top of my head maybe was like Hater to Love It. And even that's not that fast.
0: Oh, yeah. What? Actually, you know what? You're right. You're right. That is, it, it, it's, it's probably the fastest we've ever heard 50 rap, though. Mm-hmm. And I, I really can't think of
1: anything else that he's rapped faster you, you, on. I you know mean, it's not crazy, but
0: you know what I think it is? Hmm. Remember how more, definitely way more so back in the day. You remember how like, cause he got shot, he couldn't really like, You know, open up his, his mouth all that much, I think. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like that might have something to do with why he doesn't rap fast. Cause when you're rapping fast, you kind of have to like have. But I mean,
1: Kanye fucked his whole shit up in a car accident and
0: that nigga still was able
1: to rap fast.
0: I can't think of too many Kanye songs when he rap fast. I'm I'm like, I'm really trying to like not, when you mentioned Kanye, I was like, hold on. I don't think I've ever heard. I mean, he doesn't rap
1: super, super fast like Twista or anything, but yeah, he does put on some speed in some of his songs. Even his one song, uh, well. Well, I mean, he picks up speed in his songs. He don't stay speedy through an entire, like, verse that I can think of. Actually, like, now that I'm thinking, thinking of it.
0: Right, right. But either way, you know, number 17 got it on me. Really dope song. You know, like I said, interpolation of uh Many Men by 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. But he he doesn't just copy it. He makes it his own. And the verses, obviously, were his own. So that that was really dope to
1: me. Yeah, for sure. I thought it was a great uh, interpolation of that giant great change up. Everything, like I said, everything on this song, I think it was very well done. I'm gonna go ahead and jump down to number 18, Tunnel Vision, which is the outro for the, for the album. I really like this jump. The beat kills on this jump. His flow is really, really vicious. Again, like the lyrics aren't fantastic, but they grow great with what he's doing on this track. Again, high energy, like shit, a great way to end the album on a way that we know pop smoke. Like it goes off on that drill shit. His he just mm-hmm. goes off rapping like he would normally do on that joint. It's it's like the intro came in as what we knew from him and then the then the album and the outro ended the same way. So it's like yeah. no matter what you had in between, you know whose album it was from front to back.
0: No, yeah, I, I agree. I, I definitely think it was a really dope way to end uh the, the album. I, I I like the the outro of I believe one of his man's uh, you know, saying we're gonna keep the smoke going, the smoke ain't never gonna clear. Mm-hmm. And then it just ends with a pow at the end. Yep. I, I just feel like that was, that was just a really dope way of ending it. And I agree. Very, you know, short song, obviously, it being kind of, you know, on the shorter end. But I agree. I feel like this is pop smoke to a T. I feel like this is the energy that everybody loves. And uh it was just, again, you started off how everybody remembered him and you ended how everybody remembered him. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's, that's definitely a, a dope way to end the album for sure.
1: I agree. All right. So did you have any other tracks that you want to speak on on this?
0: uh let me see let me just talk about actually no i think no i I think i think we covered it i mean i I didn't really dislike too many songs on here Uh i think i think we pretty much covered everything yeah no uh, i
1: agree with you now i, I like, will say I like- the, the only one that i didn't really like and it wasn't that i didn't like the song i didn't like the chorus on it and i think it's just because i'm so used to the two versions that came before it <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> was something special <laughs> number 14 as we said before is like the one that you said i was probably going to have a problem with it because yeah. i was a fan of the original Tamia song when it came out and For then sure. i was a fan of the fabulous remix when it came out now, I do like that he used the beat because the beat does marry well with the lyrics and everything else that's going on with the song. I yeah. just think that the chorus is the only outlying part of this song that could just be changed up. Either get nah. somebody to come in and really, really sing it or just have something a little more simpler, just like rhyme, like a little quick nah. something, something. Because
0: because even if somebody else were to sing his part, I feel like it would work better. Like if a girl yeah. were to come in and be like, you are something special. I feel like it, somebody who could Again, who could actually sing? Who's a singer?
1: Honestly, I think but, Miguel could have killed that too. Like Miguel could have taken that on a whole oh, yeah, different yeah, level. Yeah. You
0: know what I'm saying? Like, no, yeah, you know what? That you're right, like shit. That would have been perfect here. Mm-hmm. I could definitely hear him singing that hook for yep. sure. And, and it could have been exactly how it was. It could have just been Miguel adding his own touch to it. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Because it's one like
1: one. I said, it's not that Pop Smoke sounds bad when he sings because he doesn't. It's yeah. just that it just did not go well yeah, on this I agree. song
0: specific. And another thing, too, cadences are different when you're singing than when you're rapping. Exactly. And I feel like and I feel like he doesn't I mean, he wasn't a singer. He could sing decently, but I feel like because he wasn't a singer, his cadence doesn't really mesh all the way well during the hook, at least to me. Exactly. I feel like if you have somebody who's a singer who's more used to singing in those pockets, they kind of, you know, it works better. typically. Exactly.
1: Exactly. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Excuse me. All right. Well, on that end, what are your overall thoughts on this album, sir?
0: So I think I've said this before um, that I wasn't the biggest Pop Smoke fan, obviously, before his passing. I thought a lot of his music sounded very similar Mm -hmm. the drill beats. I thought it was kind of one dimensional. I mean, you wouldn't be wrong (laughs) because
1: some of it does.
0: to be completely honest with you, right? But I think this album showed a lot of where he was going. Yeah. Uh, more specifically with a lot of the r sounding stuff. And I feel like that was definitely going to be, he was going to be a, a, a player in, in hip hop for a long time. Him being able to do the gangster and the, the, the romance shit. So I feel like this album showcased a lot of that. Obviously, heavy on the features uh some verses were probably throwaway verses you know cuz a lot of times you know that that's what happens with these posthumous albums is that in order to to fill up a, a album they'll use maybe some verses that maybe pop wasn't all that fond of you know what I mean and mm-hmm. that, that's the thing about this shit that we never really are going to know exactly unfortunately. but all in all i i liked the album i think it was a, an enjoyable album there's a lot of good stuff on here no matter what kind of shit you like, if you like high intensity gangster shit, there's something for you there. If you like the lower, bi, mellowy type of shit, there's definitely something for you there. And uh, I just think Pop Smoke or whoever organizes did a good job as far as a posthumous album goes. There are a couple points here and there that I guess I would change, but overall, I think they did just about as good as you could do on a posthumous album.
1: Exactly no, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. This album was very well done for a posthumous album. Again, it was a lot of it was very much different than what I expected, especially when you got about five tracks into the album, like it started yeah. to really change up, and you were like, "Wow, I kind of only expected Pop to have this one sound, but he really like he really surprised the fuck out of me honestly because everything yeah. i'd heard him on between you know dior shake the room even on with the jack boys on the on gotti like yeah. it's all very similar even yeah. though he does switch up the flows on each one it's all still very similar and then he comes out of nowhere with something special uh, what you know about love uh mood swings all of this shit is just so fucking different you're just yeah. like damn okay this motherfucker had the possibility to just like go anywhere and do anything yeah. like he would have gotten so much better it's just again it's just really fucking sad to see
0: yeah and again you know him going at such a young age you know like i'm fucking 27 you know i'm almost 10 years older than he was when he passed uh-huh. so it's just crazy to think like yo this nigga i remember when i was 19 you know and this nigga's over here like i feel like one of the top players in rap, or, or or at least getting to get to that point before he passed, you know. And it's just like you said, it's it's sad that we couldn't see where this could have uh, transitioned to, and you know, shit like that. So I agree, I agree one hundred percent. All right. As far, but as far as a a, a number, as far as a score for mm-hmm. me, I'm gonna go ahead and give it an eight out of ten. Um, I think it was again very enjoyable album. Uh. Even though it's feature heavy, I feel like they didn't overdo, uh, certain things. And I feel like they, the features that they did get made sense for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I think again, just about as good as a, as a posthumous album as you could do, in my opinion, because you know, we, we've said this before, we, we're not big fans of posthumous albums just because of how things get put together. The artist isn't there, mm-hmm. you know, whatever to put the touch on it. But I yeah. think that this joint, uh, they did very well.
1: No, I 100% agree. Well, I, if we're, if we giving scores, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to give it an eight, probably an 8.5 out of 10. Okay. Again, very well put together. Again, again, like as we've already stated, we just don't know if this is exactly how pop sound would have gone. I mean, like you said, we already know that he was experimenting with some of this stuff. So maybe this is more around the route that he would have gone. But again, we'll never 100% know. But I think that uh, 50 as the EP did a really good job of curating this album and putting it yeah. together, getting all the features. Uh, yep. He got a lot of current and relevant artists that are good. I yeah. think just about everybody elevated the performance of whatever song that they were on. And everything was really good. Now, I can't remember exactly what song it was. I I want to say, I don't want to say it was The Woo, but I think it was like, I think it might have been The Woo. Oh, like, what 50 Cent? Yeah, where he was the only, like or, or Pop's verse was like, the bridge or some shit. Like he sang the chorus and then did the bridge. And then everything yeah, else right, was 50 right. Cent right. and Roddy Rich. And, and Roddy Rich. Yeah. yeah. So like that was the, I like that song, but at the same time, that was just to me that like that, that could have been a song that like either, either could have been an
0: interlude or I don't maybe know. Like, maybe, maybe like released separately from the album. Exactly. So on the hook and, yeah, I agree.
1: Exactly. Like that could honestly, that could have been something for 50 or Roddy's album and
0: yeah, then no.
1: featuring Pop Smoke. Cause that's essentially what it was.
0: No, yeah. And, and to be honest, right, that's kind of how I felt about um uh, the song Snitchin' mm-hmm. featuring Quavo and Future. Yeah. That screamed Migos like shit mm-hmm. all over it. So yeah. it felt like, and, and on top of the fact that Migos, or uh, amigos, Quavo sang the, the hook and had the first verse on it.
1: Yeah, very true.
0: It, it felt like that was a Quavo song. And I like again, I get that they had to do that to some degree because of it being a posthumous album, but... Again, it it, it wasn't terrible to me. I I think it was all right.
1: No, I agree. It was not terrible by far, but there's just, there's just a little bit of things that really just could have been done better. But again, I'm not complaining at all because it turned into a really cohesive and great album. Yeah, for sure.
0: For sure. All right.
1: Well, that's it for the album review today. Of course, thank you everybody for always listening and staying up with us. We'd like to do a album suggestion time, though. Uh, Do you have one for us today, sir?
0: Yes, sir. We're going to stick to the young nigga train here. Sure. Shout out to my man from the UK, Lancey Faux. I believe that's how you pronounce it, F-O-U-X. Okay. And his, I don't know if it's his debut album, but it's one of his first albums, uh, Friend or Faux. Uh, I had initially heard the song India at first, and I, because one of my boys uh, put me on to him, and then I started listening to the album, and it's really dope. I feel like he has a very unique sound. Uh, songs like ghetto Ute, are very dope Elon Musk and let me see oh uh Dream is another song that I really like uh so definitely check out Friend or Foe by Lancey Foe all
1: right all right I'm gonna go on a, a kind of a a side jump one of the best producers that ever did it it's not a fantastic album by any means but it's a really good album very entertaining album and if you're into Timberland's beats it's incredible to listen to just the, the sheer diversity of something that he put together but the timberland and magoo album from 1997 welcome to our world i've always fucked with this album like it has the lead uh what do you call it clock strikes is a vicious ass joint on that joint love to love you is a classic joint that's on there right and rhymes is vicious man undercover which features Aaliyah, is a vicious ass track i mean everything to me that i used to be huge on that, that crew It's called B-Club With Missy Timberland Magoo Aaliyah Genuine That whole crew I loved all of them I've loved each each artist that came from that album I think it was a I think it was a a really really good time in music and it was just something another thing that was kind of just glossed over uh in the music world and hip-hop and everything was the what Timberland had brought to the table with his artists because even um Petey Pablo was one of his artists and Bubba Sparks and Miss Jade like they were all people that came from Timberland so uh Timberland I think you know deserves a lot more recognition, not just as a as a beat maker, but you know, as someone who created careers. I mean, they didn't all have the most affluent careers, but I mean, that happens with labels, you know. Yeah, it no, just, it, it happens. happens. And, and goddamn, I don't know why that. <laughs> <going> <laughs> on. But yeah, no, fun- this album, it, it, dope.
0: Yeah, um, it, 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 it's funny because like you know a lot of the names you mentioned. I, I, as long as we know, but they made it to the mainstream. Exactly. You know, a lot of these names, and even and whether they had a long career or not is it, besides the point. But the point is that. One of the hardest things to do is to get to to the to the point where you know you're a mainstream artist mm-hmm. you know somebody like bubba sparks made it to be a mainstream artist hell yeah um, and yeah like you said there's there's a lot of names in there that that are under the timberland uh, umbrella so i agree yeah.
1: but yeah i i i do fuck with that album i've always enjoyed it i think you guys would too so if you haven't already
0: give it a chance Nah, for sure for sure all right
1: anything else you'd like to tell the people before we bounce up out of here
0: Hey, man, thank you all for listening. You know, every week that y'all listening, we definitely appreciate y'all. And we're going to keep hitting y'all with this shit, man. So definitely thank y'all for tuning in and tune in also for our regular episodes. We're going to add a couple more things here and there, spice things up a little bit. Yes, sir. So uh, we definitely, again, if y'all have any suggestions to make, any one of our newer listeners from the G Radio, yeah, definitely let us know, hit us up. And if you want us to review a certain album, if you want us to talk about certain shit, please let us know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're always open to the
1: suggestions and everything we like to hear from you guys. So hit us up.
0: For sure. For sure.
1: So, you know, you can listen to us for your listening pleasure now on the G Radio Thursdays at 7 p.m. You can also hear us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Speaker Stitcher iHeartRadio and Spotify and you can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com and search out Hip Hop Heads Podcast and Instagram and Twitter at HQ Podcast and yes it is all spelled out Spell it out that's right <laughs> alright well from us to everybody around the world take care of each other wash your hands wash your ass we love you peace forever. Wakanda forever
0: forever. R.I.P. Chadwick, Boseman. Chadwick man. Wakanda forever